Hi, welcome to The Whole Podcast, a production of Journey to Wholeness, where we talk about making sense of the past, healing the present, and rewiring your future. This month, we bring you a specialty series in honor of Mental Health Month, where in each episode, we will talk about how to develop practices and routines for your mental health. I'm Courtney Ford, and with me is Becky Elkintar, founder and director of Journey to Wholeness. And today, we're talking about developing an emotional practice. Also joining us today is Tiffany Howard, who is the CEO of Infinite Healing. Hi, welcome everyone. (laughs) It's so good to have you. Tiffany is one of our OGs, we call her, uh, one of our first facilitators for Journey to Wholeness. And just like most facilitators, came to Journey to Wholeness with her own story to unpack and uh, never left after that. She just jumped two feet in. What happens? (laughs) And uh, gosh, 10 years later almost, you are now uh, in mental health. Uh, yeah. That is your professional practice. Yes. Um, about to graduate uh, with a full licensure in um, a counseling degree. So yeah. uh, literally journey changed the trajectory of your life. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I thank you for believing me or believing in me. <laughs> I did believe you. Yeah, you and did also believe believed me. in yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you need somebody to believe in you before mm. you believe in yourself. So Yeah, it's amazing. I think a, a lot of times people come in thinking they're coming in for one reason and uh, you're one of those examples of someone who God had on a different trajectory. You just didn't know you were on it yeah. yet. Um, and so it's really been amazing uh, not only just having you in the program for such a long period of time, which is so beneficial to any program, uh, but also to just going the extra mile to mm-hmm. help people with their mental and emotional health. And that's really what your uh, emphasis is now. So tell us about your practice. Tell us what you do. Tell us how that augments what your experience and journey to wholeness is. Yeah, absolutely. So I started Infinite Healing. Actually, just kind of back up a little bit. During my journey of um, going through cancer, God gave me this vision that he would create a company called Infinite Healing and that uh, he would co-labor with me, and I'm obviously co-laboring with him. And we formed the company two years ago. So right after the pandemic, I was in school to be a social worker and quit school to start my business. Mm -hmm. And then I created Infinite Healing and then went into school for counseling. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I went through my own physical journey as well. So journey to wholeness helped me work through a lot of my mental, emotional issues, concerns, if you will. And then the physical part was through cancer and God helped me to understand what it is that he wanted me to start doing for his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so in being obedient, I started the company and we help individuals find the imbalances of their body, which has a lot to do with mental health mm-hmm. and you know emotional health as well. It's all combined. Yeah, um, it is interconnected. I love mm-hmm. that you're highlighting that portion because we can do so much in a journey to wholeness context. Um, and what we learn is that when you've addressed the emotional part of yourself, when you've addressed like the mental hangups that you have, even some of the spiritual. Uh, for sure, you know, aspects of your health. Uh, what remains is really your body. And many of us have learned uh, because of different messages we received or experiences we've had, we really have learned how to 
absorb the struggles and the sufferings and the pains that we've experienced in our body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anytime someone walks out of a journey to wholeness room, now we make sure they know, okay, and now your body needs tending to, and we, we can give you some tips and mention that here uh, in the classroom, but because you're so focused on dealing with the emotional and mental, like the parts that are like on fire, right? right. Like the, I need to address these things today. And because you have grown accustomed to absorbing uh, and metabolizing that in your body and spreading that out really, right? Mm-hmm. Through your nervous system to different parts of your body so that you can operate on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. The same pathways that were active before you came to journey are active after in terms of your body if you don't also engage your body right. in order to release the toxins, traumas, and thoughts that have been stored in your body. Yeah, that's exactly it. So we were talking about the book, The Body Keeps Score before yeah. hand. And what made you, like, how did you realize that people were holding on to past traumas internally? Like people go to therapy and they talk about all the things, right? All the things that they've endured in childhood. People come to journey. They they sort through all of their past traumas and and how to kind of rewire that, right? Their past wounds and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're good with, a lot of people are like, I got to work out. And that's mm-hmm. how they deal with that stuff. Or some people are like, I need to go to therapy. I need to be better at my nutrition. How did you, with, you know, with cancer and mm-hmm. with all of that, how did you, realize or understand that emotional stuff was what you needed to go into, if that makes sense. Yeah. Does that that kind of make, understand? Yeah, yeah. Um, And hopefully I'll answer it in the way that is going to be understandable (laughs) Um, because it was really a spiritual experience for me at the same time. Mm. I guess, you know, and I don't want to sound cliche, but really it was in my healing of the the physicality piece that God said, these are connected. Emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, it's all interconnected. And so then doing uh, more studying on the scripture and showing that that's exact, that I mean, it's it's truth, not just like my own voice, hearing myself say that through recovery, um, but sometimes I need a little proof. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so then I go to scripture for that. So... I don't really know how to answer that question in a way that is more understanding and a flesh perspective, mm. but it was really spiritual. For sure. Mm. I guess for, for people who may not know, um, you know, usually when you work through the emotional piece, your body is already communicating with you. It has been. Yes. We just don't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. We pay attention to the symptoms of let's say, anxiety or depression in a way that's overtaking our mind. But we don't always think about how is that overtaking our body? Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. No, that that answers it okay. um, for sure. So then we take it a step further is like when someone comes to sign up to do a service sure. with you, what is the steps and what can they kind of anticipate? Or what are some of the things that you see not to get like all up in people's business, but like what yeah. what happens with what you do? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, people come in and they, they, they think they have to put on this mask because that's what they've been doing. Mm. So I, I tell them right away, this is a place for you to rest 
It's a place for you to just undo yourself. I say that a lot. You can undo yourself here without judgment, without any of that. Um, so when they first come in, we assess the body. So we have a tool to, to understand what imbalances are going on within the body. And we can get into all kinds of stuff here. I won't get out, down a rabbit hole, but the, the software tells us what imbalances are going on, such as gastro, um, toxins, environmental stressors, um, hormones, all of that. And then it also helps me to understand, well, which supplements may be beneficial to help them in that season. It's not forever. It's just a season. And then we go through their history with a what's called a biopsychosocial assessment. And that's one of my favorites because it really uh, gathers a lot of information right away for us um, to help provide a tailored plan for each individual. So depending on what it is that they're coming in for, they could need releasing of emotions, which most people do because we are not aware that we store the emotions within our bodies. Like you were saying, Becky, earlier, it goes somewhere within. Right. So we tailor a plan to each individual and you could have sessions of four, eight, 12 you know, a few people have been in it for the the first two years of our business, and some everybody works in their own um, their own time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, what are some signs um, that maybe someone is carrying some emotional trauma in their body? Physical signs. So they could have, and they're very similar to symptoms of mental illness as well. Mm. So they could have um, a racing heart, high blood pressure. They could have um, just tension within the body, pain, mm-hmm. headaches, mm-hmm. you know, tension in the jaw, all kinds of physical symptoms that relate to emotional or mental health as well. Yeah. I think often when someone comes and tells me about some physical troubles that they've been having and you know, they've been going to a traditional doctor and mm-hmm. the doctor hasn't been able to resolve that for them, that they thought it was this, so they gave them something, but that didn't take care of it. So they went back and, and they're just really frustrated at this point, feeling like, is there anyone who can give me an answer for some of these things? And I would say, if that's you, then you may want to consider other um, resources, mm-hmm. other approaches to getting to the root of it. It may be that there is some emotional dysfunction happening that is translating or trying to get your attention through some of the pains and aches um, and and struggles that you're having in your body. Uh, And so we often think, well, if it's a physical pain, I should go deal with it with a physical doctor. And what we're trying to communicate here is that sometimes that is not uh, the source. Actually, I was just talking to somebody today and she... um, this seems to always be the topic, but uh, she was constipated. Oh yeah, it's and, a lot of GI issues. Yes, and so she um, she went into a physical doctor, and they kept looking at the place or the point of her complaint, and really it was something else that was deferred from a different area in her body. They found something in her body, but this can also be true in your emotions, um, mm-hmm. in your mental health in your spiritual health. And so we had, you know, some conversations about that before we started recording, that there might be some things that you experienced um, that now are trying to get your attention through your body because for whatever reason, um, maybe 
emotions were discouraged in your family. Or maybe you feel so emotional that you can't gather your thoughts around and you can't seem to bring words or articulate what's happening to you. And so I just love the process that is really integrative what you do Mm -hmm. in terms of approaching from various directions in order to get to the root of. And so I think that's what's so comforting about it is that, you know, if I go to a certain doctor, they're going to send me like to the GI doctor and the GI doctor only deals with the GI stuff. And what you need is someone to go, let's look at the whole system Mm -hmm. and determine, you know, what is communicating with what. And unfortunately, we tend to wait until it gets to a screeching level before we go address it, right? We're like, oh, there's an ache, but, you know, it's not a big deal. I'm just going to take some Tylenol and keep moving through my day. And so by the time that we actually go address it, it is screaming at us. And that can be really disorienting and really confusing because um, the scream might be coming from a different part of your body at this Mm -hmm. point or a different location. And so to have someone who knows, okay, this is how the body works and can address each part of it to bring down that like, loud noise in Mm -hmm. you so that we can actually address, okay, now where do we see this coming from and approach it from every side because our body is also very creative. And so we may be addressing, you know, I may be eating well and I may be working out, right? So what happens um, if it's something painful that you've experienced, it's not going to just go, oh, here I am now. I've been exposed. It's going to go to a different part and hide itself there because it's a protective measure. It's a way for you not to have to endure the pain and the suffering of that again. Right. Yeah. You brought up uh, something with, um, it made me think of the nervous system where, mm-hmm. um, you know, your your body can be so revved up. I, I forgot what the, the phrase you used, Becky, but it can be so revved up that we can focus really hyper-focus on just those symptoms. Yeah, yeah. And so how do we calm the body so that we can help to heal it? Mm-hmm. And really it's it's regulating your nervous system. It's engaging your parasympathetic mm-hmm. nervous system, um, whereas your rest and digest. And you do that through many calming techniques. And, and if you're okay with other people laying hands on you too, with, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. other people that believe in Jesus and you know do that as well yeah um, there's so many different things though and what what are some of the like aside from touching yeah what, what are some like good calming techniques that people could do yeah so you could uh, really get out in nature nature is huge um, you could go on hikes you know biking exercise is great prayer just in your quiet time engaging that nervous system while your parasympathetic side, you could put your feet in the sand. I smile as I talk about that Mm -hmm. because I'm visualizing it. And already it gives my body just this warm, comfortable feeling. Right. So I'm already engaged, right? So if we think about um, some of these things, visualization is huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Deep breathing exercises actually communicate to your nervous system, to your brain that you are asking it to come off of the stress response that you've been in. Most of us operate off stress response. Actually, we pride ourselves on it, that we can rev up the cortisol and adrenaline in a way that really makes us perform really well. Unfortunately, once you turn that switch on too many times, it can get stuck in that mode. And then we're perpetually uh, activated, which can be detrimental to your all your systems, your hormonal system, your digestive system, your cognitive processing. And so if we can just have breath 
breaks uh. where we tell our body, hey, you've been operating at this level for a while. So it actually signals to your brain and to your nervous system, oh, let's take it down a notch. And if we can do that, on just that on a regular basis, we wouldn't have a lot of the problems we have today as a result of the stress. You know, right. I was this, the, all of this talk makes me think about like how today I feel like there's, there's an overload of information for people. And it was like, first it's like, don't eat gluten. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. Sugar is bad. Fat is bad. No fat is good. Like there's all these, you know, like all these things that you should and shouldn't do. And I right. feel like for the average person and it's just really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And, and you also get this, uh, this sense of like, is this a fad or, you know, cause dieting right. and all that kind of stuff, just certain things just come and go. Right. And so how do not, I mean, it's not our job to do the convincing, but the, the direction that we're going in yeah. without, with not doing kind of modern medicine mm -hmm. per se and a more holistic approach, like it's intimidating for people, mm -hmm. you know, it's necessary, but it's intimidating for people to yeah. even, I feel like even take the first step. Like I feel like the, the average person wouldn't think to come to you for something like that. Right. You know? And so how do we encourage people? Yeah. To well, I, I think it, it has to come from within for my journey. My body encouraged me. Uh, not everybody, you know, when, when you have some type of diagnosis, no matter what it is, not everyone's ready to change. There's a model that we have, we talk about in counseling where are they, um, it's the change model. Are they, are they ready? You know, and maybe some motivational interviewing would be helpful as well. We could do that in, in the counseling piece. And that's why I think it's important to have both counseling, integrative, you know, medicine and other holistic approaches. So I think the body could definitely be encouraging. If it's not encouraging enough, I don't know what would be. Do you, do you find that people, not that you would be a last resort, but do you find that people have done all the things and they're kind of just at the at a loss of like, okay, like I'm going to try this. 100%. Do, yeah. Yeah, because we live in a world that is reactive. We, we don't really live or teach our children prevention. We're more on the reactive side. Well, when this happens, then do that. Yep. If you feel this, then do that. But what about prevention? Mm -hmm. May you prevent the disease you never know, mm -hmm. right? Like, okay. Have, have you have you done any of this on like kids or teenagers or is it mostly adults? I usually have adults coming in, but then they're asking about their kids. So I love to help the entire family. Mm -hmm. I, I would really like to help the generations that I don't even see here yet. That's that's really the goal is to impact the generations we don't see. Have a legacy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Talk to us about, you know, somebody might be sitting thinking, okay, what is this emotional release? What are some of the things that you encounter that people need to release? Yeah. Um, give us some examples, obviously. Yeah. Don't use names. <laughs> um, but really just in general, like what is the number one thing that people come to you and you find this was the emotion or this was the experience they needed to release through this process? And then how does that look? Because I, I could hear someone going, well, what is, what is this stuff anyway? And why would I yeah. go? And what's going to happen? So give them a picture. Yeah. Well, and I can see that where some people might be like, is there some of this that could be new agey? And it's, it's you know, we get a lot of that. So I really, 
um, really try to help people, um, you know, really build a rapport with them first so that we gain trust. I don't tell people that you need emotional releasing right away unless they are interested in it or unless we have a, we've built a rapport because there's a lot of trust when it comes to releasing emotions. So what Becky's really talking about is we have stored emotions, which emotions, all it is is an energy in motion and we're 99% scientifically energy. Okay. So I'm not talking about some, you know, weird stuff here. I'm talking science, which God created. So emotions, they flow throughout the body and sometimes through experiences and through our, our subconscious really downloads everything. And then we have our consciousness, which we can, we're, we're all in that right now, but our subconscious downloads everything. And sometimes we go through experiences and don't recognize that our subconscious has experienced maybe a rejection or it's downloading, um, again, different experiences that create an emotion, mm-hmm. okay? So how, how I explain it is that you have these stored emotions within the body and we really, we do a technique called kinesiology. So we muscle test the individual to see what emotion is, I guess you'd say trapped or surrounding, you know, inside the body. And then I help them release the emotion by identifying it and through that breath. Now that breath work is really, really important. And and I think breath is important because God breathed his breath into our body. Yes. And so when we have a distorted mind and a distorted body, I think we're more susceptible to the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so that breath work is going to be huge so that we can release those emotions so that we can discern, mm-hmm. we can heal, mm-hmm. um, and we can hear the voice of God. Yeah, often a lot of uh, what happens is that it remains, we're talking about um, mental constructs, right? Yeah, yeah. So when we're talking about rejection, we're talking about something that framed how we see the world, but also how we uh, sense and interact with the world. Yes. And so that has more to do with your perception. Um, It has to do with um, your body receives most of the information that you have to work with. Mm -hmm. And so it recorded... uh, vibration, smell, taste, uh, temperature, all of these things is really the thermodynamics is how you feel heat. And so that is uh, the energy that goes through your nervous system to your brain to give you information about how to interact with the world going forward that is in your subconscious. Because if we thought of every single interaction and thing that we did when we have a conversation, our brain would get overloaded. So most of that is not in our conscious mind. And so there's things that we're operating off of on a constant basis. If you haven't gone to identify some of those things, you can get like what you were saying, a trap, but it it gets backed up. There's a lot of energy that hasn't been processed. We absorb a lot of that. Um, We we retain a lot of that. And if we don't go through the process of going into that story, actually giving it a conclusion or autobiographical narrative is going to be implicit, meaning it's just going to apply to every single similar situation. And in some of those situations, you're not going to express your emotion. Every time you don't express your emotion, you absorb that emotion and it stays within your nervous system. That's how a backup occurs. See, I knew you'd have the science behind all of this. <laughs> so I was like, I would love for you to talk about that. 
And when we are when we drop this podcast, I'm going to download it and listen to it and take notes. <laughs> Copy the whole thing. Copy the whole thing. I knew Becky would be able to just say it in a scientific way. That makes so much sense. I do love Even to science. me. I'm like, can I do this every day? Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and ultimately what you're talking about is accessing those things. But I love that you do that from the stance of your faith because it is the creator who created us. And so the way that he created us, there is um, reason and rhyme and a science to it that we can engage with so that we can be our best and whole selves. And, And coming in to assess when you're having things that you can't resolve to assess, maybe there's some emotional trauma. There's some emotions that I have not processed because I didn't have the luxury to do that in the moment. And now I'm going to be responsible and do some preventative work, Mm -hmm. but not just preventative because there are things that have impacted you to actually go and make sure that the circuits are clear, right? So that I can receive all the goodness and the grace and the generosity that God has for me in this life. And I'm not working off of frameworks or constructs or or perceptions that are robbing me of being able to do that because there's a bit of a hesitation. There's a little bit of a survival mechanism at play that I haven't identified. Now, you don't have to wait till you get to the point where you're like, I'm so tensed and worked up. Now I need that. Do some maintenance work, do some preventative work. If you think that's not for me, have the courage to go find out, (laughs) right? Yeah. Because all of us are impacted. It's, it's, just miraculous. It's just so beautiful how God created us to be able to endure and push through. And But that's not the life that he invites us into. He's saying, I have more for you and I've made you with a reason and a science that you can engage in so that you can live your fullest life. And so I, I know that uh, for me, mm-hmm. uh, the story I share, and if you've listened to the podcast or why you've heard about the infamous Achilles rupture. Um, But really that's where I found um, that there were things that were still in my nervous system from an event when I was really small, which meant I didn't have the cognitive maturity to actually process these things. And in fact, it was a protective measure, the way your body is formed in order to protect you from the things that you are not yet able to metabolize or process or make sense of, that it was stored in uh, my body. And so when I ruptured my Achilles, it actually ruptured at the point of a, a trauma that I had endured. I had experienced an accident. I had blacked out during that accident. So I didn't have a visual memory of it. I didn't have an auditory memory of it, but my body had a memory of it. Mm -hmm. So when I ruptured my Achilles, suddenly it opened up all kinds of things where I was emotional. I didn't understand what was going on and for what reason. And then when I was going through therapy and they would activate those areas of those nerves that had been stimulated and awakened, I would be in excruciating pain for something that the next patient wasn't experiencing that level of pain. And I could look at myself and go, oh, you know, What's wrong with me? I'm not as strong or resilient as I thought. But what was happening was my body was taking the opportunity to release something that had been held there for many years that I didn't have a memory of. So there was no other way to access it. And so we can go to counseling sometimes and we're like, I don't know what it is that's happening, I, but I have this sense. I have this feeling. There's something in my gut that's telling me, yes, it is. Your body is holding memories. It is trying to figure out how to communicate that to you. And it's going to take every opportunity 
opportunity that it has to actually get your attention. I went to several like chiropractors and muscle release people and they were releasing my trauma. They mm-hmm. didn't realize it. And by the grace of God, I came across um, another person who's doing um, muscle release and they were talking about the traumas of, and finally just the realization was like this weight lifted, like this is what was happening. Awesome. Meaning that if I can engage in that, it's not something that, um, this is not my destiny and legacy, right? This is not my future. This is not the thing I have to carry. The way God created my body was for it to be released, which is why I love that it's emotional release that you talk about because he has made our bodies to heal. Are we engaging in that? Are we too afraid to engage in it? Because we think that if we open that door, that it's going to open up a Pandora's box that we're never going to escape from. No, the truth, the Bible, scripture tells us that he created us for wholeness and healing for his delight. And so we can have confidence in the one who created us, who is our safety, who is our protector, um, who is our comforter, uh, who is power for us, who is going to reveal these things to us by the way he designed us so that we can have freedom and healing. And so if that doesn't encourage you, I don't know what does because Sometimes we think that if we keep it hidden, that it's not going to impact us, that um, we don't have to face it. But what we end up doing then is carrying it with us all the days of our life. And I hope that you hear this, that God has freedom and healing for you, that this isn't something that you have to live with the rest of your life. He has something better for you. Will you engage in it and trust a good Christian, Jesus-loving person who has the tools available to walk alongside you. They're not the source of your healing, only Amen. God is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but they can come alongside you because God sends us uh, to each other to be his hands and his feet to help guide you along the path that they've walked. And that's what I love about everyone we bring here and everyone who's been through journey. It's I've walked this path. And that's why I know it. Mm -hmm. It's not because I have, you know, some other revelation outside of, no, I have walked this path and I have tasted the goodness of God. And I know what it is that he has done for me and what he can do for you. And I can show you the things that I have learned and he has shown us through science and scripture so that you can engage that as well, so that you have direct access to all the things that he has for you. Okay, I've been on the soapbox. No, you're good. (laughs) I, you, first off, um, I remember when I first, well, first off, I didn't meet you right away. And I remember a couple of my girlfriends started doing your therapy sure. and they were just like ranting and raving about it. And you guys, I haven't even done it. And I was like, everyone has to go to <laughs> Tiffany. And like, oh, I would thanks, just be Court. telling random people and I had never even met you yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very unlike me. I usually need to like try things yeah. first and like be an advocate because yeah. I've done it. Right? right. And so this whole conversation is just like, I need this. <laughs> I need this. I know all the people that need this. Um, yeah. And oh, it's so encouraging. Weird. So if your pep talk didn't just do it, Becky, <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So give people Thank a you. few first steps. You know, what can they do at home to assess? Is this something that I should go explore? What are some things that they can do to maybe calm their nervous system down so that they can build the courage to come and engage in the help that they need? Yeah. I mean, I think if you're just asking the question, is this something for me? Then, I mean, what does it hurt not? I mean, what does it hurt just trying it? And seeing, you know, what comes up. 
Um, so I, I think it's just the curiosity in itself and especially knowing that, you know, our, our beliefs would align. That's really important mm-hmm. in the holistic healing world. Trust me, I know. Um, and the second piece, what was the other question? Uh, oh, some things that they could do at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could, to, to like release emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you want me to walk through an exercise, I will. <laughs> do um, it, not me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so um, what you could do is, so, so a quick exercise really is just to get into a quiet space. Maybe put on some music in the background. I personally like to put on my Hillsong worship music, mm-hmm. you know, just some some type of worship music. And then I visualize myself and the Holy Spirit together as one. Mm-hmm. And so I'll ask my body, are there certain emotions that I need to release? And sometimes I need a feelings wheel, which Journey to Wholeness has an Mm -hmm. amazing one. You can find one online. (laughs) I love those. And so I would direct you to do to to look at that. Go go purchase that and then look at it and ask your body, are there emotions within that I need to release? Mm -hmm. And and be confident that your body is going to tell you Mm -hmm. yes or no. Yeah, and so be confident in that, and and God will show you which yeah. ones need to I be released. I love that you're starting off by highlighting the Holy Spirit who guides and comforts us. Yeah, and so uh, Scripture says He will remind us. And sometimes when you haven't paid attention to your body and and you you're not sure of the signals or, or the messages that it's giving you, and it's it's not as strange as that really. Um, it could very much be an ache in the shoulder, and what is that trying to bring your memory to? Right. Uh, it could be a uh, you know, something in your gut where it's twisted. Why is my, is being curious about the state of your body, your mind, your spirit, your emotions, your heart, and engaging in what is it that my shoulder, it's all tense right now. What does that remind me of? What is that bringing me to? What memory is trying to get my attention right now? Um, and having confidence that I'm not alone as I walk through this. It is the Holy Spirit maybe giving you that shoulder nudge saying, here's something that you're ready to address. And that's the point is yeah. that when the Holy Spirit's in it and it comes up, you have everything you need yes. to engage that emotion. And God is offering you healing and freedom. Preach, girl. Preach. Yeah, we we have a, a society where we have so much, you know, we rely on everything else, but you have God within you. Mm-hmm. Like the Holy Spirit is there with you. Mm-hmm. So just ask. And sometimes you just need to sit still and do that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're anything like me, type A personality, sometimes I got to put it in my calendar. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I I know that I need to do this. Um, And so when you're asking your body what emotions are coming up, what you can do is, again, go to the Holy Spirit, ask God to release that from you. And I would suggest doing some deep breathing. So visualize maybe where this emotion is. And you do that through some of the aches and pains, like you were talking about, Becky, some twisting. Um, and and I visualize myself releasing that emotion. So I'll, you're kind of putting me on the spot, but like I'm inviting all of you into my my bedroom right now when I am quiet <laughs> with Jesus. <laughs> and so I visualize myself, this emotion following my breath as I take a nice deep breath in and it follows and I just breathe it out and release. Mm. Again, God has breathed his life into you. Mm-hmm. How closer can we get than breath? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So releasing those emotions in that way and do it a few times. Ask yourself, did I release the emotion in the body? 
feel if there's any tension left, any aches, pains, Mm -hmm. and you'll know. Trust yourself. That is the biggest thing. Trust yourself. Yeah, I think you'll know because the emotion you will feel the emotion. Oftentimes people will cry. Sometimes people will feel agitated, frustrated. Sometimes you'll feel outright anger. And it's again, be curious about it. Why am I feeling angry right now? Your brain has the answer to every experience you've ever had. Unfortunately, we aren't very patient. And so we'll say it, but not pause and wait for the answer, which is either already in our experience, uh, in our body, or or in the emotion that we're feeling. And we can, again, be curious about it and then allow it. What happens, and this is where you may feel like I need someone to walk through this with me, yeah. is it, it can feel overwhelming, especially if it's something that um, you don't engage in regularly or you weren't allowed to engage in. And so you didn't learn, you know, what are the steps and techniques to when I have big emotions, how do I walk through that? How do I find comfort? How do I find resolution and those things? As you were talking, I was thinking of uh, Ephesians 3 uh, verse 20, which says now to him, him, and this is talking about God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, all three in one, who is able to accomplish far more than all we ask or imagine. And when we don't know what to ask, right? We don't know what the source is that we can trust in him to accomplish more than we can ask. Meaning I don't need to know the exact questions or how to walk through it, but I can trust in him. And then I love to imagine because I think some of what you're uh, explaining is visualization Mm -hmm. of how do I actually envision this and give my my mind the closure and, and the and the communication and the message that we're walking through something right now that we're going to bring a finality to, Mm -hmm. that we're going to deal with this and this is how we're going to file it. I think of inside all the time. How we're going to file it in the archives because I have brought sense and reason and understanding around it. I have brought the Holy Spirit and now I'm going to be free of this thing that is giving my attention. And it's getting my attention because it needs to be processed. Just yeah. like Jesus who wept in scripture. Uh, there's so many examples uh, of, I think of um, Esau and and uh, Isaac when they wept, when they realized that Esau's heart wasn't in the place that it needed to be. And so he could not inherit uh, his, his father's um, legacy, right? That they wept. And there's several places in scripture that talk about these deep-seated, really embodied, really visceral emotions and the necessity of that or or honestly, um, the construct of that that God has given us as a benefit that we can engage in so that we don't carry these things that end up weighing us down. It says by, uh, so not to him who is able to accomplish far more than we can ask or imagine by the power at work within us. So this is how Uh, our nervous system works. This is how our vagus system works. Mm -hmm. To him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ to all generations, meaning we don't need to pass these things on and down (laughs) uh, to our our family uh, in the things that we model or how we can can give them a legacy of, hey, we aren't afraid of these things where we don't cover things up. We don't hold secrecy or shame, but we face them and we embrace them because they are God given for our good and his glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we can approach it that way, now we're all engaging in these things that bring us into full health and wholeness because we can trust in the one who gave them to us yeah. to do it. So. Oh, I just love that. Like you said, Courtney, there are so many people who have talked about 
the benefits they have received from engaging in these different areas. We talked last week about, you know, our nutrition and how that impacts our mental health. This week we're talking about what are your emotions? How are they formed and how are they a part of? How do they impact? How do they integrate with our mental health? And maybe you've been hyper-focused in one area for a while and you haven't been seeing results. Is it time now to engage in a, a different uh angle, Mm -hmm. a different approach to the same problem because it's all connected uh, that will give you the relief that you need. So good. So good. All God. (laughs) I know in your journey, and we'll close with this, you, um, I think you're probably the most encouraging person to me in terms of whenever there's something uh, that is feeling frustrating, uh, you immediately go to God. (laughs) You immediately go to your word. And I think it's because of your story. When you're, you're looking at life and death, you learn really quickly what the best and most effective way is to support yourself through those difficulties, but also to find healing. Yeah. And so if there was a scripture um, or a few scriptures that were maybe your linchpin, maybe the thing that you saw and read and and gave to you um, the hope and the breath and and sent you on the trajectory of healing. Um, you know, give us a few of those because I think there's some people out there who are thinking, okay, I hear you talking about scripture, but maybe I'm not reading it like you do because I don't find these messages of hope and I need them right now. She's got about 48. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she just pulled them out of her Bible. I, I love it. Yeah. They're, yeah. And they they look like they're worn a little bit, but, um, and I don't have what it says, but I have a few, I don't know if like there's some way we can post it or, or not, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, if I point to a few, I don't know exactly what they are, mm-hmm. but I know that they were impactful to me during my journey. Mm-hmm. But so there's one in particular that I actually remember. It was like a safety, a protection prayer. Mm-hmm. I think it was Psalm 91. There's Psalm 91. And yeah, it was like, he who dwells in, in the, the shelter, shelter of the Most High will oh. abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and when you find some scripture, like you really need to embed that and ingrain it into your mind, download it into your consciousness and your subconscious because there's so many other things after you, like your own mind, right? Yeah. So many doubts. So many. If you look at WebMD and if you're in the middle of something and and your your doctor is giving you all of these possibilities. And statistics. That can basically send your mind a a trajectory. I mean, the power of our imagination, but not only that, of um, it actually creating actual experiences in your body and in your world, uh, we have to be mindful of those. We have to pay attention to what is it that we're feeding our minds. Uh, And if we don't give it a script, it's going to attach to something. If the only thing you get out of all of this is I need to read my Bible more and get words of health and wellness and safety and security and trust and comfort. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So we definitely can get some of those scriptures. She does have quite a list. Uh, And I knew she did because um, 
honestly, whenever we talk, they fall off your lips. <laughs> uh, and I love that because that's a very journey. And we ask everyone to do that because life can be a battle some yeah. days. There are so many things that can distract us, divide us, keep us from the the wholeness that God has for us. And we have the ability and the opportunity to engage in that and to use God's words uh, in this fight. If you don't feel like you've been having success in doing that, then grab a hold of his word mm -hmm. uh, that still has his breath and power and life. Uh, and that will bring you power and life. Amen. So before we close out, the when she asked you about your scripture, the one piece of scripture that always stands out to me as Genesis 50, 20. And it's basically what the enemy meant for evil. Yes. God uses for good. And I don't know. It's so weird for me because I didn't, um, I grew up like going to Catholic church, but in like, you know, you just, I didn't, you know, did, you know, did religion class and yep. things like that. Before I was, um, I was saved at 16 at a young life camp. However, I still didn't really know Jesus. And when I went through a really hard time in my upper my low, like upper teens, low twenties, um, that scripture came to my mind and I didn't even know scripture yet. Oh, that's and so then a few years ago, something happened again. And that was the scripture that I clung on to. Mm -hmm. And at that point I had known, I started to understand scripture. Yeah. And so I have like a post-it note in my kitchen with that scripture on it. And it's just so cool how God does that. that yeah. Before I even knew scripture, that was placed on my heart. And yeah. So yeah. But, and I, I like to call them like I have a, on Spotify, I have a, a battle playlist. You Ooh. know, like, <laughs> like I'm at war. Um, and it's, you know, a bunch of Love it. really like just heart, Hardcore. like, yeah, just yeah. like, I get loud. Like all those kind of songs. <laughs> like I like battle scriptures. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah so. Cause we're a warrior. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Women of yeah. valor. Heroes yeah. So I love it. I love it. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank you everyone for joining us for our special mental health month series. Do you have a question you'd like us to address on the podcast? Email us at info at j2wholeness.org. Please rate, review, and share this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at j2 underscore wholeness. The whole podcast is a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to equip you to face life's challenges. For more information about online courses, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats, please visit our website at j2wholeness.org. The letter J, the number two, wholeness.org.